I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, both of us saw a movie getting a lot of Oscar talk. I'm Jeff Braun. We'll let you know whether we think A Star is Born lives up to the hype. We'll also wrap up our fall TV preview with a handful of good shows coming your way this week. But first, something we haven't done for a while. It's the news from the couch. So many trees. It's beautiful, right? That's definitely not Boston. Here we go. Okay, so what do you think? Wow. This whole place is ours? I even got him to throw in a whole forest as a new backyard. And the front yard comes with a busy highway with lots of trucks. The first trailer for Pet Cemetery arrived this week, based on the Stephen King novel from 1983. The film was previously adapted for the big screen in 1989, but with the monster success of It in theaters last year, expect a lot of Stephen King movies in the years to come. Pet Cemetery follows Dr. Lewis Creed, played by Jason Clark, who moves with his family from Boston to rural Maine. Turns out, there's something in the woods. It was a myth. Kids used to dare each other, go into the woods at night. They knew the power of that place. They feared it. Those woods belong to something else. Round is bad. God! That's John Lithgow, by the way. Anything he is in is automatically made better because of his presence. Back to this burial ground, it can bring things back to life. When tragedy strikes, Dr. Creed seeks out the grounds, setting off a chain of terrifying and evil events. Pet Cemetery opens April 5th, 2019. Maybe. Just some crazy folk tale. But there is something up in those woods. There's something that brings things back. Sometimes dead is better. Trevor Evans, FBI. FBI? What's yeah. going on? We believe your husband's partner was murdered. What? Let's all stop playing this game, shall we? The lying, the running. Aren't you both tired? We made a choice to move our family to a more peaceful place. The Netflix drama Ozark has been renewed for a third season. The Jason Bateman, Laura Linney show about a drug cartel money launderer and his family's adventures in the boondocks has become one of the bigger Netflix shows, at least judging by water cooler talk. Netflix doesn't really release numbers or ratings, but an awful lot of people I know were very excited when season two was released a couple of weeks back. We've done a lot of things. Things that we said we would never do. People make choices, Wendy. Choices have consequences. 
If you've seen the show, you're thinking, hey, what's the deal with all the old clips from season one? Well, the deal is I just started season one, and I don't want to watch or listen to season two stuff just yet. I'm only three episodes in, Brett. I'm enjoying it quite a bit, except for the lighting. It's a dark show in every way that it possibly can be. But I better catch up, because it will be back for a third season, presumably next year. So that's it? We go back in that house, we go to bed, we wake up in the morning, we kiss the kids? That's exactly what we do. Before you ever knew me, I wasn't scared much. I wasn't a fear for man. Things I've seen, things I know, wouldn't do anything but cause harm. If you're a True Detective fan, circle January 13th on your calendar. That's when Season 3 will premiere on HBO. They're looking for a creative bounce back over at True Detective. Season 1 was one of those wonderful surprises where we tuned in with zero expectations. I didn't even know Matthew McConaughey was in it when I turned it on. And we were treated to one of the truly great seasons of television. Then Season 2 was a huge disappointment, so they took a three-year break. And this third season stars Moonlight Oscar winner Mahershala Ali as the cop. It's set in the Ozarks. Hey, maybe he'll meet Jason Bateman. Again, True Detective back January 13th on HBO. I want to know the whole story. Elijah's changed over the years. He's given up. We keep him heavily sedated. But there is a reason for that. He's too smart for them. You won't be lonely anymore. You have two new friends. That's a clip from the second trailer for Glass, released this week by Universal Pictures. The M. Night Shyamalan film brings together his 2000 film Unbreakable and 2016's Split, which revealed itself at the very end to be a tie-in to Unbreakable. Split was already a really good movie on its own, but that reveal made it way more interesting. James McAvoy is back in his role from Split, Kevin Wendell Crumb, aka The Horde. And from Unbreakable, Bruce Willis returns as David Dunn, and Samuel L. Jackson is back as Elijah Price, a.k.a. Mr. Glass. The three of you think you have extraordinary gifts, like something out of a comic book. I've developed an effective treatment for this disorder. The light will force a different identity to take over. Senora. I want my headphones back. Step away from the controls now, little doctor. Can't beat the beast! So you're not gonna shake my hand and let me walk out of here? <laughs> Good for you. Willis's character is, as the title of his movie suggested, unbreakable. He's superhuman. He's super strong and virtually invincible, among other powers. Mr. Glass is the opposite. He's super breakable, very fragile. He's had countless broken bones in his lifetime, but he's a genius and fancies himself a supervillain. McAvoy's character, or I guess I should say characters, multiple personalities, including the Beast, a very bad guy who is crazy strong and can climb the wall and do creepy things like that. Somehow, Willis and McAvoy end up in a psychiatric facility alongside Samuel L. Jackson's Mr. Glass, where Sarah Paulson plays the doctor who is trying to help them. What do you want? I am here to see if tales of the extraordinary being are true. May I meet the beast? I'm Mary Reynolds. 
I need your abilities to get us all out of here and show the world we exist. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. Naturally, they're not there for the whole movie. Now Willis has to take on the brains of Mr. Glass and the brawn of the beast. I have to get out of here before he gets out. They are contained. They always underestimate the mastermind. It has begun, David. I've found someone who will require your full attention. You shouldn't be hiding in the shadows. You might want to try and stop us. A lot of people are going to die. Now, who'd like a PB and J sandwich? M. Night Shyamalan had a series of stinkers for a few years there, but he's been on the way back with a couple of good ones, The Visit, then Split. So now I'm actually excited about an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Let's hope he doesn't screw it up. Glass opens next year, January 18th. We are not meant to have this much power. Finally, all of us together for the world to see what we are capable of. You need to get out of here. What have you done, Elijah? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Stop. Kids aren't stupid. They know how it works. Sorry, Santa. The Couch Potatoes may have a new entry on our list of Christmas favorites this year because the trailer for the upcoming Netflix movie, The Christmas Chronicles, looks like a lot of fun. Hot Cupid! Hot Comet! Teddy, check it out! Give me the camera! It's Santa Claus! Live and in person. One night over. You may be trying to place the voice of Santa Claus there. It's Kurt Russell. Christmas is in trouble. Imagine if we all work together. I have seen a lot of strange things, but this... Wait till you see what happens next. If you ever meet Mrs. Claus, maybe just... skip this part. Watch a trailer, you'll agree Russell's a great choice for Santa, and the movie looks like a lot of fun. The IMDb page says the plot surrounds a couple of kids trying to get photographic evidence of Santa, and it looks like it's in New York, always a great city for a Christmas movie. A lot of special effects on display, too, from Santa's sleigh to the little elves at the North Pole, but it's Russell who shines in the trailer. Could be an instant classic. The Christmas Chronicles drops on Netflix November 22nd. Hey, hey! You all want to go on the naughty list? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to work. Boom, service, madame. Oh, thanks, but... Um, well, you gotta eat something, honey. Well, if I wanted something to eat, Jack, I would have come down and had something to eat with you and your girlfriends. All right. Let's get into it. Get into what, Jack? Get into this. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. Yeah, I've put on a couple of pounds. So what? Come on. What else do you have? 
Take a look at yourself. You've really thrown in the towel, honey. My brain is like oatmeal. I yelled at Kenny today for color on outside the lines. Megan and I are starting to watch the same TV shows, and I'm liking them. I'm losing it. Remember the movie Mr. Mom? Michael Keaton played a stay-at-home dad, and because it was 1983, it was unheard of. Aside from how extremely dated the concept is, it's actually a fun movie. First time I saw Michael Keaton, I'm sure, and I've been suspicious of Martin Mull ever since because he plays the bad guy in it. Mr. Mom was also a pretty big hit. $64 million at that time was a lot. The budget couldn't have been very much. And now it's being revived, sort of. I saw the headline and got excited. Well, I got upset, thinking we are going to have to suffer some really stupid reimagining of this movie for modern times, but as it turns out, it's only being revived by MGM as a digital series, that means the internet, on a platform owned by Walmart called Voodoo, that means super low rent internet, not cool internet like Netflix. While I shudder at even the notion of Walmart having its own streaming service, I take solace in the fact that so far it only seems like a place where bad ideas will go to die. Michael Keaton. Where's Bobby? Keep the extra diapers. And Terry Garr in Mr. Mom. A mother of a comedy. That is the news from the couch. Up next, the dude comes home again. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brad, he's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes, having a look at what is coming to home video and something old is new once again. We're Walter. Nothing is dude. Come on, you're being very undude. They'll call back. Look, she kidnapped you see? Nothing's here, dude. Nothing is. They're a bunch of amateurs. Walter, hey, Walter, will you just shut the up? Don't say people. I'm doing business here, man. Okay, dude. Have it your way. But they're amateurs. What's that? That is one of my very favorite movies, Brett. The Coen Brothers classic. The Big Lebowski, starring Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. How many times have you seen it now? Um, it's hard to say. I'd say at least thirty. How many I've, copies I've, do you own? I've had it on VHS, I had it on DVD, I had it on special edition DVD, then I had it on very special edition DVD. <laughs> I've almost bought the Blu-ray a bunch of times, but I thought, why don't I hold out for a special edition Blu-ray, and guess what, that day is going to be next Tuesday. That's right, and either in five years there will be a 25th anniversary, yeah. or whatever, We probably won't. it'll probably be something new by the time. Yeah, but, uh, and to be fair, Coen Brothers special editions are rarely that special. Those guys don't do commentaries or things like that. They don't have a, they don't really have a lot of deleted scenes either. They, they nail down exactly what they want before they start shooting. And there's, there's not a lot of frivolous extras with the Coen Brothers. Well, and it, this is the kind of thing too that would prompt maybe somebody like me to go and pick it up because I have to confess, I've only seen the movie once. Well, I, I and can give you a DVD next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I was somewhat distracted when the movie was on, and I think there may have been some libations happening. Ah, so, yes. Yeah, I, I wasn't fully committed to the film, so I do need to watch it again, especially after listening to you go on about it for the last 12 years yeah, we've been doing the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's very quote. There's so many good quotes and so many good lines. And uh, people, I will say... There were two big snubs, Oscar snubs in the 90s, and one of them was Jeff Bridges not being nominated for The Big Lebowski. The other one was Sam Jackson should have won for playing uh, Jules in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, you're right about yeah. that. Also coming, so that's available on Digital HD, Blu-ray, and DVD. Yep. And then also available on Digital HD, Castle Rock Season 1. That's the Hulu series. based. It's set in the Stephen King multiverse. Right. 
Mixed I watched feelings it. about it. Yeah. I, I had mixed feelings. It had one of the best episodes of television I have ever seen anywhere, hmm. but as a whole, I le- was left underwhelmed with that. The Spy Who Dumped Me with Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Did you see that? I did not see that. I don't think very many people saw that. just came and went with zero fanfare whatsoever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but so that's out on digital HD. That's probably not a bad renter because... I mean, even if it's not the world's best movie, and it's it's a it's a spy movie parody, yeah. kind of thing. How bad can it be? Kate McKinnon's always funny. And then uh, thirty seconds left here. What else is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and on demand? Ant-Man and the Wasp, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, and Evangeline Lilly, which you've yet to see. I haven't seen it. Well, you're gonna get your chance next week, one way or another. It'll it'll always be out there for you whenever you want it. Yeah, I'm gonna end up going on an on-demand binge where I watch Solo, a Star Wars story. Right. I got to see Deadpool two, and now Ant-Man. And the wasp, but wow. I'm just starting to feel an itch. I got to get them all, got to buck them down. <laughs> Up next, we are going to tell you about A Star is Born. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. This week, we both saw the same movie, A Star is Born. Maybe it's time to let the old ways down. It's time to let the old ways down Takes a lot to change, man Hell, it takes a lot to try You know, man, in the old days I always knew, like, you were gonna do something That you'd be all right It's the first time I'm worried about you Bradley Cooper stars in, co-wrote, and directed A Star is Born. Lady Gaga is his co-star, and together they have generated a ton of Oscar buzz with this film. It's a remake of a movie that's already been remade twice. The original came out in 1937. Janet Gaynor won an Oscar for it as an aspiring actress dealing with a fading star, played by Frederick March. It was redone in 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason, and in 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. This new version stars Cooper as veteran singer Jackson Maine. He discovers a struggling artist named Allie, played by Gaga. Allie lacks confidence, but he falls for her and wants to give her a boost. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing. Here's what we're gonna do. You come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. (laughs) Look at me. All you gotta do is trust me. That's all you gotta do. And then Lady Gaga sings on stage with him, and it's good, because she can sing good. Variety pointed out to add to the authenticity. Cooper and Gaga performed at Coachella and at Glastonbury, where they shared the same stage as Christofferson. Meanwhile, Cooper isn't just the star. He doesn't just sing his own vocals. As mentioned, he's the director. Clint Eastwood tried to get the movie made for years with Cooper as the fading star and Beyonce as the co-star, but then he suggested Cooper direct. This is a movie that 
Cooper was told you shouldn't make this movie. There's no no one needs to see another version of A Star Is Born. But here we are, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42.9 million dollar opening, second place finish behind Venom last weekend, which made 80 million dollars. But come awards season, I think A Star Is Born clearly has to be one of the front runners. Absolutely, and I think in the next few weeks we'll see it hanging up right near the top of the box office. I think it's got a lot of legs. It's gonna. I went to a Wednesday night screening that was sold out in a eight screen theater that usually only puts each movie on one screen it was on two and they were both sold out Wednesday wow. night and the audience uh, runs the gamut now I guess it's got to be uh, for uh, grown ups only because of all the bad language in it Yeah, but it was you know there were people from like 18 to 88 in that theater and everyone seemed to enjoy it a lot Yeah, so also, you mentioned the box office. It also is on track to make, I think, just over $2 million in the first week for the soundtrack sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, most movies don't do that, but there you go. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, the, the soundtrack's going to be a huge success, I think. Yeah, sure. that, 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 I guess that'll get Oscar nominations as well. Yeah, the maybe it'll get songs. Grammy nominations. Yeah, and... could be a, a whole lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, like, there are a lot of great parts of the movie. I don't, I'm not really sure where to start. I haven't seen any of the other versions of you. Nope. So technically, we didn't know what the story would be, but it's also the kind of classic story where you can tell right away what the story is going to be. And that's probably, you know, because we haven't seen those other versions. We have probably seen dozens of ripoffs. All show business stories have elements of this in them. And if that first one came out in 1937, that must be one of the first showbiz movies ever. So they, I'm sure they have varying degrees of whatever the endings are. Um, this was... You know, there's a tragedy in the story, of course, and it's still realistic, though, and they could have made it more tragic, but then you sort of lose the audience if you do that. So I think they sort of found the right amount of tragedy, if that makes sense. Uh, I think it is one of the best movies about rock star life out there. It seemed pretty on point to me, although I've never been a rock star, but it seemed like that's about how a rock star would go. I also think, well, it's no secret because you see in the trailer that the guy drinks. There's a lot of drinking. Um, and I think the, the parts about alcoholism were well done. I think, you know, for a first time director and an actor, Cooper could have easily really hammed it up in that department, but instead it's not exactly restrained, but I think he goes a long way to show that even among bad drunks, there are sober moments and otherwise it wouldn't, you know, make any sense for anyone to hang around them. But even in that, the moments that feature some of the heavy drinking, they're a bit of a gut punch. You, you sort of laugh nervously at first, but usually by the end of those scenes, you're just kind of like, wow, this is, that was hard to watch. Um, especially one later on in the movie. That's maybe among the most awkward scenes I've ever seen in any movie. That was kind of brutal to watch. Cooper just nails his performance. Jackson Maine has a lot of different things rolling around in his head and his heart, and Cooper's portrayal is astonishing. I would say he's got to be the Oscar frontrunner there right now. Lady Gaga, also great. Um, and what a smart piece of casting. I mean, she's Gaga, and I don't know her biography, but she's obviously has gone from being a regular citizen to being a star, so sort of... You know, it didn't matter that I saw her as Gaga a lot during the movie because a lot of it probably tracks to what she really is. Other acting notes, Sam Elliott plays his brother. I suspect he'll be getting an Oscar nod as well. I think I liked his scenes the best, especially in the final act. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen him in a feelings-type drama before. Honestly, I mostly know him from The Big Lebowski. 
where he play he narrates it and he plays a guy that pops up for no other reason other than to just use his cool voice to talk about what's happening in the movie. Yeah, he always plays a tough guy or yeah. just the cool guy or the guy in the Dodge Ram commercials. Yeah. And by the way, he was driving a Dodge Ram in the film. He was. I noticed that it was a Dodge <laughs> Ram. I forgot that he did the commercial. Yeah. That's amazing. I wonder if he. That's part of his. Part of his contract is like. By the way, if you're gonna have me in a sitting in a pickup truck, it's got to be this truck. Probably. That's awesome. Um, Andrew Dice Clay plays Lady Gaga's dad. He could sneak in an Oscar nod, too. Dice is underrated as an actor, I think. And his gang of buddies were hilarious. They're all faces you recognize. Dave Chappelle, he's become one of those actors that makes every movie he's in better. When in doubt, just cast Chappelle. And then there were a couple of faces... Oh, this is where the nerd in me comes out, Brett. A couple of faces from Alias in the movie. Cooper played reporter Will Tippin in the Jennifer Garner spy show 20 years ago and apparently made some lasting relationships because he gave parts that could have gone to anyone. Uh, Greg Grunberg and Ron Rifkin were in it. Grunberg played his driver, and Rifkin appeared later in the movie. I don't want to spoil that. Uh, but I really enjoyed having those guys popped up, pop up, and it only you know, endeared Cooper to me even more. He's a talented director. I didn't find the movie slow. I've heard some people say that. I found it deliberate, but I thought it moved nicely. It covers a lot of time. I think it's sort of epic in that sense. But all the scenes were necessary to track the progress of the characters' lives and careers. And that way, at the end, when you sort of flash back to the beginning or to earlier in the movie, you think, wow, look at how far we've all come in this journey. It just worked for me in that sense. And uh, there was also some Stuff at the beginning that I thought, well, that's kind of corny. And then it came back later in the movie, too. And it was like, wow, that's so it was by design they did that. So I, I just found that very impressive. And while it's all specifically about these characters and their issues, I did find it all universal enough in its relationships that it hit home. Marks, that's the mark of uh, good storytelling. If I do have a problem with anything, it's really only that I probably swallowed the hype too much. I built it up too much in my head, which is not the movie's fault. That is my fault. Time will tell, but I think this one uh, will stand out for quite some time. I, um, I will give... A Star is Born, four and a half Coach Cushions out of five, Brett. We're talking about A Star is Born, which just came out this past weekend, and you're likely going to be hearing a lot more about it in the coming weeks and the coming months as we approach award season because this is an excellent film on all accounts. I saw it on Sun, no, Monday afternoon, and uh, I found myself kind of haunted by it. I woke The first thing I woke up, or that I thought of when I woke up Tuesday morning was A Star is really? Born. And I was just lying in bed, and I felt this like melancholy. I just yeah. because there is there is a great tragedy in this film, and I had a hard time shaking it off. So that's when a movie sticks with me like that, for whatever reason, whether it's good. Like last year was Thor Ragnarok. I saw that movie, and I just needed to go see it again because it was such a visual feast, and it was just so much fun, and it was unique to what we'd seen so far in comic book movies. So I right. had to go see it again. With this one, it just had so much going on that I just, I couldn't get rid of it. You know, it's it's got some wonderful happiness and joy to experience, but also some great sadness and tragedy. Uh, Lady Gaga, she just delivers a great performance as this woman who's too, almost, or too scared to take that chance because she's been told for so long. And I, I'm not an expert on her career either, but that stuff that where she says, you know, people tell me I, I sound great, but I, they don't like the way I look. Yeah. That's something she has dealt with in her career. And I think a lot of this movie is actually modeled right after her career because, oh, really? uh, you know, her, her, I remember when I first saw her singing, a like sitting at a piano and singing, it was already after she'd had a few hit songs, but just sitting her watching her sit at a piano 
and l- just sing. It was so raw and pure. And I thought, I already liked her music, mm-hmm. but now I like her way more because there's a talent hiding behind these kind of empty, vapid pop yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. So you see this 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 parallel, and she's kind of disappeared, faded away in the last few years. But I think that that you could call this movie a star is reborn because she is going to be a big star again thanks to this movie. That's a good point because yeah, because a pop star's career can be depressingly short. Yeah, they're like running backs in the NFL. Like they get a few good years and that's it. Yeah. Whereas these rock stars, they can go for. Ever, never, never, and there's nostalgia involved, blah, blah, blah. You don't really get that in pop music. Yeah, just remarkably touching performances from everyone involved. I know Lady Gaga, I think, is getting the most buzz, but it was Brad- Bradley Cooper's performance that really hit home for me because uh, he just created this complete character. Yeah. And as you you made a great point when you said there are moments of of sobriety. It's not He's not just a bad drunk all the time. He's yeah. actually a really good guy. Who who is has this pure heart, but he's got these demons that he just can't shake, and his addictions uh, sort of ruin things for him. I will point out that for me, I found it slow. Yeah, I like slow though. Yeah, but and I don't mind slow, but I think I found it slow because it just there's a, there's a I guess like the second act, it's just song after song after song, and I kind of felt. Like standing up and saying, I get it. She can sing. <laughs> but it's worth pointing out, like, this is a movie about two musicians. So, of course, there are going to be a lot of them singing. So that's kind of a you get what you pay for. So right. I, I just point that out because take that for what it's worth, right? So uh, saying, oh, it's a movie about golf. There's too much golf. In it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also worth pointing out, this is not the kind of movie I go see. In theaters, I like action movies or big special effects spectacles. And in the trailers that aired before the movie, back to back, there was one for Creed Two, yep. which I'm super pumped about. And then there was a trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts movie in the Harry Potter Wizarding World series. Uh, so then the movie started, A Star Is Born, and I remembered what I was there to see and got kind of sad because like, oh, I'm not here to see a big action <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, I thought Creed Two was going to. Yeah, yeah. But well, because the- it's a movie for grownups, right? And yeah. I mean. Not that we're not grown-ups, but we do go see a lot of movies that are especially aimed at teenagers. So. Yeah. yeah, and I love grown-up movies, but yeah, I yeah. often go, don't go to the movie theater. I am glad I did, though, because it is worth seeing on the big screen, A, for the big sound with all the wonderful music, and then the, the scenes of the crowd shots and stuff. Like, it's very, it's it's still a spectacle. It's worth yeah. seeing. the onstage stuff was shot very well. Yeah, I gave this, I gave it four couch cushions out of five earlier this week when I was mulling it over, but I said I think my review could possibly change and this is a movie that has stuck with me all week and I would like to see it again so I too am going to give A Star is Born four and a half couch cushions out of five you should go see it the dog by the way his dog in real life Bradley Cooper's real dog and uh, we gotta somebody's gotta be the goat of this movie and it's it's the British guy that was her manager yeah that guy oh I think I don't know if it's just because he's such a jerk in the movie or he's a bad actor but I, if I never see that guy again, that's so. Like, I'd like to watch this movie again with him edited out. Yeah. He, well, he was a sleazeball. <laughs> but, like, Bradley Cooper, the guy is a one man Hollywood dream team wrecking crew. He can act, he can write, he can direct, play music, sing. He's yeah. handsome. He's got great hair. He's the voice of Rocket Raccoon. He's funny. Like, what can't he do? When they wrote him off of Alias in the second season, I was like, well, I'll never see that guy again. <laughs> And then, and then even then, it was like five years later when he was had that 
bit part where he plays the jerk on uh, Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Crashers. Yeah. And if you watch that, if you watch that today, you would never think that's the guy that's going to own Hollywood in 2018. Yeah. No, he is a well-deserved success. Uh, coming up next, we'll tell you what is coming to your TV as we get ready to wrap up The Couch Potatoes. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. want to tell you about the Season 4 finale of Better Call Saul in a moment. But very quickly, let's wrap up our fall TV preview. On Sunday, Supergirl's back on a bunch of new shows. There's something called Charmed. It's a reboot of the, the Witch series. That's what I thought. The Days of Yore. An HBO called, a show called Camping and uh, the Alec Baldwin show. So there's that. Arrow's back on Monday. On Tuesday, the Connors are back sans Roseanne. The Kids Are All Right, that's a new show, so is The Rookie, and Splitting Up Together is back as well. On Wednesday, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is back, and the big hit that always gets nominated for stuff but never wins, Blackish. The Rookie is about Nathan Fillion playing uh, a new cop, even though he's too old for it. <sighs> and if you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, that actually started Friday on the CW. If you want to watch it Friday, you can on the C-dubs or yeah. on Wednesday on W Network. Better Call Saul, Season 4. Excellent season. Do you agree? Excellent season. Absolutely. Uh, I was never really a big fan of Chuck, and that he is not on the show anymore is a good thing by me, so I enjoyed that. Oh. There was a little more Nacho this year, which is good, although he wasn't in the finale, which was kind of a bummer. But also, I, I like that they're, they're getting closer to Solish. He's, he's changing his name and stuff, so it's cool. Yeah, I just, I, I, I can't, I, I can't put an end to the list of good things that I have to say about this show. I don't. I would be hard pressed to to name another show that is as meticulous yep. as this one with its writing, with its directing, with the way that every shot is set up, and I think that's what makes it so compelling. Is it's it it kind of in the hands of an, another show, it would feel like it's plodding along, but in this, it's so deliberate and it just sucks you in. And you know that they know what they're doing. Like you never never for a moment think oh, they're going to screw this up or this is going to get done because it's just not because these guys know what they're doing. You should watch Better Call Saul. It's the Breaking Bad prequel series. You can watch the first three seasons on Netflix and probably in a few months, season four. That's all the time we have. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can get it on podcast before the show airs on broadcast. You can find that on Google Play, iTunes, anywhere you can find podcasts. Remember, if you're a prize getting up off the couch, don't bother. Don't bother.